0: the only podcast devoted entirely to the world of pretzels and pretzel lore.
1: Welcome to Episode 9 of the Pretzel Podcast. I'm Mitch Teich.
2: And I'm Michelle Madernowski. We are your audio pretzel sommeliers guiding you through the world of pretzel news, pretzel culture, and pretzel flavor.
1: All from the comfort of our radio studio in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, USA. One of these days, we're going to have to produce an episode from the real epicenter of the pretzel universe. What would you say our pretzel mecca is?
2: The East Coast. Is that what you're referring to? I'm thinking
1: Hanover, Hanover, PA. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Road trip. (laughs)
1: Have to do a pretzel pilgrimage at some mm. point to Hanover, PA, home of
2: everything pretzels and yeah.
1: Uts. And well,
2: you were on the East Coast recently. Did you drive through Pennsylvania?
1: No, because we flew. We flew um. over Pennsylvania. You could almost imagine the the pretzel smell wafting from that section mm. of Pennsylvania. Pretzels
2: have a really strong scent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They do. Uh, So, yeah, I recently returned from a vacation back east, and I brought back some pretzels, which we're going to feature in a future episode of the Pretzel Podcast. Uh, But the observation that I did want to share, actually, is the world that doing this podcast has kind of opened up for me in its own kind of weird way. Um, I found myself perusing the snack food island. Not one, not two but three supermarkets when I was in the Boston area, checking out whether there were like regional pretzel brands that I was not familiar with. And uh, have you had a chance to do that where you've gone?
2: Well, one of them that we're trying today is actually from a travel. So without giving anything away. We're not going to give so, that yes. away. Yes. <laughs> and I appreciate the the wonderful pretzel gifts that you brought back for us to try
1: it's interesting you know some people would go on vacation and bring back wine or they would bring back you know, french or belgian chocolates or something like that i brought back two bags of pretzels
2: and they weren't like squished or anything so it was perfect
1: so uh we've got a lot to cover here in a fairly short amount of time so how about a quick pretzels in the news
2: sure pretzel in the news
1: Uh, so this is, I think, our first art-related pretzels in the news, and I regret that I did not learn about this until I came back from the East Coast uh, because it comes to us from Fitchburg, Massachusetts. I was just in Massachusetts. I totally— You could have visited whatever this thing is. It, uh, absolutely. That is where a place called the Revolving Museum is hosting an exhibit and i don't really know whether the revolving. i think the revolving museum is figurative i don't think the it's museum not like itself, it's not like
2: actual not like one of those revolving
1: restaurants okay. on Too the bad. top floor of a, a hotel someplace that'd be pretty cool it's in fitchburg massachusetts it's called the revolving museum and they have a new exhibit called <laughs> this is maybe my favorite exhibit name ever yeast of eden the bread art project which includes art such as a mosaic made from crackers croutons Stale bread. And what other yeast-related object would you imagine? Wait.
2: First, I like that it's stale bread because what else would it be if it's been on the <laughs> right, Exactly. Thing,
1: or... It might not have been stale when it started, right? Uh,
2: well, I'm hoping that there are pretzels involved.
1: You are absolutely correct. I also left out matzah. Matzah is up there, which, uh, if you know matzah, is already pretty stale as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, So very shelf-stable, art-stable art art supplies that they used here. Uh, This is an exhibit all about bread as art. I found this news item in... Like a macaroni
2: necklace? Like a
1: macaroni (laughs) necklace only with bread, exactly. (laughs) And
2: professional
1: artists. I don't know that it's professional artists, actually. Uh, I think it's a very community-based art museum. Okay. And uh, the article that I found this in is called The Sentinel and Enterprise. I believe it's in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Uh, They quote Jerry Beck, who is the founder and the director of the museum, who says, quote, every culture has bread and food is often an art form. The smell of bread and baking is a universal experience. Uh, the focal point of the exhibit, the, the article points out seven shapes that relate to bread. One is a boot with a farmer on it, which represents the people who grow the wheat used in bread.
2: Which the pretzels?
1: later goes on to become pretzels. Uh, so
2: how many people are going to try to eat the exhibit?
1: I don't know. You, you see the pictures, and I actually went to the Revolving Museum's website, which is – Somewhat complicated to navigate, um, but it does not look like they are behind. They are projects are behind glass. So you probably would have to be careful that none of the patrons to the Revolving Museum attempt to eat the exhibit.
2: They will need to hire special security for this exhibit. <laughs> exactly.
1: The bread police.
2: Well, thanks for sharing that, uh, Mitch. There's also
1: a toast mural, I should point out, made by kids from the Boys and Girls Club and more. I highly encourage our listeners in New England to check out the Revolving Museum and its Yeast of Eden exhibit.
2: And if you're not there, you can make your own bread art.
1: <laughs> Take a picture of it and send it to us.
0: We'd like to hear from you. Tell us about pretzels you've eaten, pretzels you'd like to eat, or your earliest pretzel memory. Send us an email at pretzelpodcast at gmail.com or reach us on social media by visiting Pretzel Podcast on Instagram and Twitter.
1: All right, so it is just about crunch time, but first we have another pretzel memory. But before we get to pretzel memories, we have a theme song that we have to roll out today. This is really the prototype of the theme song, uh, but we should it's, share the story of this prototype, yeah, right? Yeah, it's
0: still
2: pretty good for, you know, just kind of off the cuff.
1: Absolutely. So I had a chance not long ago to step on the tour bus That is hosting a writer named Kwame Alexander. He is a terrific poet and children's book author. He writes uh, sports poetry books essentially. They're, they're they're fiction in verse. They're very cool books. I highly encourage you to check them out. But when he tours, he tours with a musician named Randy Preston, and the two of them do appearances together. And he does poetry, and Randy adds some music that often complements what, what the point of the books uh, might be. And so I was on the tour bus and mentioned the Pretzel podcast because I walked on the bus, and there... Staring me in the face is the very same container of Uts sourdough pretzels that the you – The same?
2: The same one,
1: OK. An identical one. OK. All right. So I mentioned the pretzel podcast and uh, Randy Preston and Kwame Alexander improvised a little theme for pretzel, pretzel memories.
0: Pretzel memories come through all the time. I just remember all those moments. pretzel and some wine again. I give the best years of my life with a pretzel in my hand, but that gets difficult to think about because I don't have a brass band. Didn't make sense, but it's okay. We're talking about pretzels today. Pretzel podcasts all the way. Hey, yeah.
1: So that's musician Randy Preston with the prototype of the Pretzel Memories theme uh, for our Pretzel Memories segment today, we're going to hear from Ann Christensen. Our listeners in the Milwaukee area might know Ann. She is the senior editor and dining critic for Milwaukee Magazine. And we got to talking about pretzels, and she did not realize, as many people don't, that she had any pretzel memories until we started talking about
2: it. That's how it always goes.
1: And so Anne got to talking about one particular soft pretzel she remembers from her childhood.
0: Chewy the the cr- the crust on it but it was a soft pretzel and i wasn't going for at that point in my life i didn't eat mustard so that that it didn't i didn't want must mustard i didn't want some kind of like you know spreadable cheese right, or, right. or processed cheese or anything like that but that soft pretzel to me was that's all i thought about and well, i'm they're... not talking about the the world's greatest pretzel right right either. exactly right. these were just good pretzels and to me this was, like, life-changing because I never had a pretzel like this before. And that's the only place that I would ever get it would be at some concession stand at a boat show or a, a, the, the circus, the, the Barnum & Bailey Circus that came to town, or, like, um, ice capades or something like that. And it was always in some kind of context like that. I can't tell you about any memory of the skaters, the animals, I'm sorry to tell you, the clowns, anything – But I can tell you about that pretzel because that's the memory I have.
1: So that's dining critic Milwaukee Magazine dining critic Anne Christensen uh, waxing rhapsodic about the soft pretzels at the circus or the ice capades when she was a girl.
2: Well, and that uh, memory kind of fits perfectly with how we felt when we first tried these two pretzels that we're about (laughs) to try today. It was life changing, I would say.
1: Honestly, it is crunch time. It is.
2: It is, and I'm so excited.
1: Michelle mentions these are probably our favorite pretzels.
2: And we, I think, we agree that these are our favorite pretzels, which is also kind of crazy.
1: And they both snuck up on us. I, I don't know that either of us knew anything about either of these brands before we lucked into
2: buying them. Yes, yeah, so and now. We are obsessed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I mentioned my my spring break road trip uh, a little earlier in this episode. Why don't you share the story of how this first brand got on your radar screen?
2: Yes. Uh, so I was attending a wedding in South Dakota, and my friends who are getting married um, gave us little, like gift packages in our hotel to introduce us to South Dakota. So it was some candy that's pretty popular in the state and some mugs that had South Dakota on it and these delicious pretzels. Um, They're Dots Home Style Pretzels, if you're not familiar. Um,
1: And the irony is that they're not from South Dakota.
2: They're from North Dakota, but... (laughs) the (laughs) But um, so we... We're like, oh, that's a nice gift. And then later that night after the wedding, we were kind of hungry, my husband and I, so we opened up the bag, and it was so delicious.
1: <laughs> and this is long before the Pretzel Podcast was born.
2: It was kind of one of those things that then I shared them with you, and then we talked about how delicious they are, and they're like, we should really do a podcast about this. <laughs>
1: so like A podcast just based on this one brand of pretzels.
2: So thank you, Dots. Yeah, so
1: what can you tell us yeah. about uh, Dots Pretzels?
2: So. On the packaging, there is a little, like, emblem that says Pride of Dakota, um, which is kind of like a seal of approval from the state of Dakota that these are, like, legit pretzels. Um, They're made in Velva, North Dakota. (laughs) Which is, of
1: course, where they invented aqua velva, I think. (laughs) I don't know what that is. it's, it's, it's an old school aunt, uh, aftershave.
2: Okay. <laughs> Why well, I, I did not grow I, up using aftershave. And I don't so think
1: uh, I don't think Aqua Velva was invented in Velva, North Dakota, but okay. it should have been.
2: Um, it's kind of in the middle of the state, so I'm sure like that's super famous in in Velva. It was started in Home Kitchen, and then she decided to turn it into a company in 2012, her being Dot.
1: And the thing that's amazing here is that unlike a lot of other brands of pretzels, pretty much what what we have in the studio with us is what they make.
2: And that's all you need (laughs) (laughs) because because they're perfect. Um, They have... Bakeries in North Dakota, Arizona, and Kansas. I'm assuming bakeries means where they make the pretzels. Um, so hopefully, that means more people across the country will have access to these pretzels. <laughs> so, and what
1: really makes what makes these pretzels uh, distinct is they are. This isn't just salt on the pretzels. This is it's a delicious, far more. <laughs> delicious mix of seasoning,
2: which you can buy. Just so Dot only sells the pretzels. And then she sells the seasoning in like a 10-ounce bag. So if you just love the seasoning so much and you want to use it on your pork chops or chicken, she has recipes on the website for what to put the seasoning on. I think it's time.
1: I think it is time. Also, we almost don't need to try these because we like them so much.
2: Well, a, a quote on the website was, the first taste says it all, which... It's true.
1: Honestly, (laughs) truth in packaging.
2: It comes in a one-pound bag. It's tall and skinny and has um, pictures of the pretzel all over it. And they're kind of like a a twist,
0: I would call them.
1: Right. Um, Our guest in, I think it was, was it episode four, the pretzel playlist, Trapper Shep, talked about spindles spindles and I think it is that distinct spindle shape
2: yes I think a twist is is more of like a stick Um, it's
1: actually if you look at it it's like two sticks wrapped around each other
2: mm -hmm. in in a delicious way (laughs) Um, I think the well let's taste it and then we can say what we think the seasoning is made out of (laughs) they're just as delicious as I remember
1: you know the first taste really does say it all (laughs) Game, set, so, match.
2: So kind of like a buttery, oniony, garlicky taste. What I think when I eat them, and when I was thinking about this today, is what you wish the pretzel tastes like in Gardettos. So I kind of am tempted to go through a package of Gardettos, take out all the pretzels, and put in Dots pretzels, and see if that makes <laughs> <laughs> Gardettos. A very
1: labor-intensive <laughs> experiment you have I think there.
2: it would be worth it.
1: And there's clearly salt. There, I mean, there's salt... They must start with a pretzel, a typically salted pretzel, and then add the seasoning to it.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't mm. know what else to say, but...
1: You remember how much this bag of pretzels cost you? Uh, it doesn't really matter, does it? It could be $50. <laughs> <It> doesn't
2: matter. <laughs> <laughs> your are first born. <laughs> um, it's a little... I think it's a little bit more... You know, it's not your, like, economy... Brand, but it's not super expensive either. Well worth the investment, and <laughs> the right. bag reseals, so they'll stay fresh. Is but this is
1: our first resealable. Uh, no, I think no, the I think addicting. I, I think addicting pretzels had a resealable um, bag,
2: but these will go by so quickly that you don't even need the seal. <laughs> Can we <laughs> be any more pro Dot's pretzels? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: It really is a life-changing pretzel experience if you have not had Dots.
2: And we are not, like, exaggerating <laughs> the least bit.
1: I don't know that I've given a Dots pretzel to anyone who has not come back with the same reaction. You don't, you don't hand a Dots pretzel to somebody and they say, eh, that's all right.
2: And you don't hand a Dots pretzel to someone who you don't care about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you don't hand a Dots pretzel to someone who is going to eat the rest of the bag either because...
2: Yeah, you have to control. Yeah. Control the bag. <laughs> <laughs> so that's dots. Um, we like dots pretzels. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, well, I feel like we've got to like take a breath. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna take a, a sip of my coffee here <laughs> before we start.
1: Dot, we love you. We
2: love you. <laughs> <laughs> we're laughing, but we're we're serious too. Okay, so a very different pretzel, which I love. As well, I don't know if I love it as much as Dots, but I really... They're not as
1: addictive, maybe, as Dots.
2: But they are, like, if you want an unseasoned pretzel, these are the ones to get.
1: This is maybe a pretzel lover's pretzel.
2: Mm,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay, so these are unique pretzels. Um, packages says the the company's been around since 1921. Um, we got the original splits. Uh, What is a split, you may ask? Well, their website has a PDF that explains (laughs) what a split is. And it's also uh, described on the front of the package. So splits include bubbles, deep grooves, and beneath the surface there's hollow pockets.
1: And they are made in the aforementioned epicenter of the Pretzelverse. Yes. Pennsylvania. (laughs) Pretzelvania. (laughs) Pretzelvania.
2: Can we, can we only refer to it so. as pretzel. <laughs> um, so we we got the originals, but they also come in other flavors. And they have so they have split shells, which are like a hollow uh, pretzel. Um, and they have sprouted, which are a more dense pretzel. And then they have c- covered pretzels, where they take their splits and cover them with chocolate. And Ooh. I feel like we need to find those. Yes. Um, and
1: and and they have something called flavor shocked shells, and I don't think I've seen those.
2: Yeah, I'm assuming it's maybe a little bit of dots flavor. <laughs> 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 um, they also make ones called dark, right?
1: Extra dark. Yes. Extra
2: dark, and I think you can talk. I am a fan those. of
1: them. They are they are if you like the taste, the the real. And again, we encourage you to go back and listen to our What Makes a Pretzel a Pretzel episode with food scientist Ann Fravik. There is a distinct taste that a pretzel has that other yeasty bread products do not have. And the extra dark really brings that taste out, I think. It's just a really strong pretzel taste. And I think if I remember, you're not as big a fan of those. But, oh, uh,
2: but I'm, I'm glad that you enjoy them.
1: Pure pretzel enjoyment.
2: They... Tastes kind of burnt to me, but and I, I think
1: that's I think that's fair.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. So a little bit more about the company, the Spanuth family. If I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, Spanuth. Spanuth. Um, it says a their baking of hard and soft pretzels goes back to the 1800s, um, and it's this hard split pretzel is what really kind of set them apart and is why they're known as unique. Um, yeah,
1: I don't think I've seen any other pretzel really like these.
2: And they say, don't be fooled by imitations, but I've never even seen imitations to Maybe be fooled by. Maybe
1: imitators have given up.
2: Right? Yeah, there's no, there's <laughs> it's just, yeah, there's no point in trying. Um, on the packaging, they pride themselves on just a couple ingredients and no extra things added to it. It's vegan, kosher, yeah, all, all that jazz.
1: And I'll say their distribution seems to be doing really well. We can find them around the Milwaukee area, but I also saw them at two of the grocery stores I went to in Massachusetts.
2: I was going to try to turn Massachusetts into a pretzel.
1: pretzel didn't, didn't
2: work. <laughs> um, okay, let's open these up.
1: Putting the chew in Massachusetts.
2: <laughs> uh, this is 11-ounce. Do you remember? You... You know,
1: I've seen the, the, the grocery store that both of us frequent often has these at 2 for $4, okay. which a good stock price. up and save. But I think typically 3 29 something like that.
2: Uh, and these are also the pretzels that Mitch bought me for my birthday. So that's always <laughs> so exciting. Uh, they're in the classic twist.
1: The praying Praying arms, arms. as Ann Vravic described, Um, yes.
2: Mine, my pretzel has lots of deep grooves. Mine has lots of bubbles. Oh, nice. Okay. Do we do this? Absolutely. It's a good
1: pretzel. It's a good pretzel. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing I will also note is the amount of salt is really good on these pretzels. Yeah,
2: they're nice chunks. Um, it's kind of like the hardness of a of a sourdough, mm-hmm. but a lighter pretzel. So you don't have I don't know where you just kind of keep chewing and you feel like your mouth is really dry. It doesn't. It doesn't do that. No. They're they, so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they really are. <laughs> they really are a very pure pretzel.
2: Yeah, like if you're looking for just a what you consider to be a pretzel, go with this. <laughs> and
1: honestly, I have to say the first time I bought these, we, we probably both bought them about the same time, right? We probably
2: both, yeah. We saw them because we are frequent uh, shoppers of the pretzel aisle at, at the same grocery store.
1: <laughs> and uh, I was a little, they, they do look different. The grooves and the bubbles and the whole idea of the split. Definitely makes it a different-looking pretzel, even though the pretzel shape is the traditional shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you get past that look, they really taste amazing.
2: It's all about the bubbles and the grooves. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Unique is my go-to pretzel. Um, like if I'm going to have a bag of pretzels at home and I want to have them plain or dip them in cheese or, you know, these are the ones that I go. Dots is like a, a special like party pretzel.
1: Right. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't want to get too used to Dots because it might spoil mm-hmm. the specialness.
2: You yeah, have to keep it as a special treat.
1: Whereas, yeah, yeah Unique, I could eat these every day. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, there are weeks where I, I do eat them
2: every <laughs> That's day. Not the only thing you eat for the week. Right. <laughs> You're starting to look like a pretzel, Mitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did we call you the little pretzel man in the in the one episode? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretzel <laughs> playlist. <laughs> uh, so those are our favorite pretzels.
1: They are by far our favorite pretzels, but we are open to new favorite pretzels. So we encourage you to send us names of pretzels you think we really ought to try.
2: Yeah, for sure. Our list should grow, but um, it's hard to top these two. That's all for this edition of the Pretzel Podcast. I'm Michelle Madernowski.
1: And I'm Mitch Tyke. We're looking forward to our most distant pretzel field trip in a couple of weeks when we hit the road for the Sweets and Snacks Expo to find out what the future holds for pretzel enjoyment.
2: I'm so excited for that. <laughs> but until then, keep the pretzel mail coming at pretzelpodcast at com, and by visiting the Pretzel Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a review on the Pretzel Podcast page on iTunes. It's all about the pretzel karma.
1: Tell a friend, thanks for listening, and go eat some pretzels. Make it unique or dots. Either way, we'd be fine with that. Make sure you have dots.
0: (laughs) From Pretzel World Headquarters, this has been an episode of the Pretzel Podcast, a production of National Pretzel Radio.